Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. Is a faith sound, say a faith sound. And just like what Jake was saying earlier, we're constantly saying multiplication. We've been ministering on it on all aspects, meaning you're going to multiply in your life. You're going to see increase. You're going to see miracles, signs, and wonders. You're going to be a disciple, and you're going to grow in the Word of God, and you're going to increase within your life, within our church, and within this community. And I just want to remind you, Acts 9.31 says that the churches throughout all of Judea, Galilee, Samaria, Mornington Peninsula had peace and were edified. And walking with the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. So we are going to see multiplication. We're going to see it happen because we are seeking after the Word of God. And when you do that and you start practicing it and when you start getting it on the inside of you, you're going to grow. You're going to increase. And I know that since we're in February, we've come to a new year. We have goals that have been set personal goals, church goals, whatever you may have set for yourself. And you might have now realized that you're still struggling in some areas. You might have come into this year with a struggle. (laughs) You may have the same problems that you're still facing. And what do we do about that, church? Because we know that we've set a standard this year of multiplication, and we're not going to live beneath it. And so yet we are still faced with situations that oppose our faith-filled confession. So let's begin. Psalms 23, 4 says, Even though I walk through the sunless valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod to protect and your staff to guide. They comfort and console me. That's the amplified version of this verse. And this whole chapter talks about how God is our shepherd, how he leads us to green waters and pastures, and how he comforts us and he's there to protect us. And a shepherd is someone who watches over you, who looks after you, who guides somebody. Say, I'm that somebody. I have a shepherd, and he is a good shepherd. So through this understanding, we have a choice to stand in God's word and cancel out the valley circumstances so that God, your shepherd, can take control. We will go through valley circumstances. It says it in this scripture that even though we walk through it, we're not going to fear any evil that may try to come around us, but we will walk through It doesn't say to stay a while and play with that fire. Nah. It doesn't say get get your comfiest chair and get comfortable for a while. I like what Pastor Chrissy sometimes says. Don't make camp there. Because evil is going to come around. And what does that scripture say? It says to walk through it with no fear because you have a good shepherd with you. Now. I have some noise-canceling headphones in this place. These are Braden's. He's let me use them. He kindly said, Mom, please take care of them. And I said, of course, I'll take care of them. I bought them for you. But these noise-canceling headphones connect to a source that only I can hear, that only I can tune into, and I can select what I want to hear. So I'm going to just put these on really quick. 
They fit very well, just so you know. And so, when I turn these on, I cannot hear any outer noise. Brayden can't hear me when I'm like, hey. <laughs> when I try to get his attention, he can't hear me. Because it cancels out anything evil, anything outside, anything that tries to get into my mind, into my spirit, it cancels it out completely. And so we have to connect them to our faith source. If you have some headphones, <laughs> some spiritual headphones, put them on. Get connected to the source that's going to give you an increase, that's going to actually connect you to something that will move in your life. And so this is a great example because as we put these on and we're walking through a valley, we can say that even in this moment, I can tune into God's word and say that I trust you. I cancel out those lies that the enemy may try to hold over me. I cancel out that evil that may be trying to set its path inside of me. Because Psalms 13.5 says, but I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. You can say I have freedom in that salvation because he has set me free from sin in bondage and condemnation. I don't walk in that any longer. I'm tuning in and I am connecting to the proper source. Isaiah 26, 3 through 4 says, you keep him in perfect peace, those whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. You trust in the Lord forever and the Lord is an everlasting rock. You can say, Lord, I know that you are the rock of my salvation and I'm not going to be moved. I am steadfast right here. Can anyone agree with me today? I am canceling out the lies of the enemy, even when I'm walking through a valley, even when I face a mountain, I face a giant, whatever you may be facing today, you can turn and fixate your faith in God's word. All right, it's story time. Joshua chapter 6, verse 1 through 21 this is a story where the Israelites overcame Jericho. And I'm going to read this to you. Now Jericho was securely shut up because the children of Israel, none went out or came into the city of Jericho. The Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hands. It's king, the mighty men of valor. You shall march around this city all you men of war, you shall go around the city once. You shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horn before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpet. It will come to pass when they make a loud blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all people shall shout with a great sound. Then the wall of the city will come down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Then Joshua the son of Nun called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant. The seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horn before the Ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Proceed and march around the city, and let him who is armed in advance before the Ark of the Lord. So it was when Joshua had spoken to the people that seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord advanced and blew trumpets, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. 
The armed men went before the priest and blew the trumpets, and the rear guard came after the ark, and while the priest continued blowing the trumpets. Now Joshua commanded the people, verse 10, saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed from your mouth until the day I say to you, shout. You're not going to say a word, a single word. For six days. You're not going to complain, Israelites. You're not going to say, my feet really hurt. I cannot walk another step. Israelites were pretty good at complaining, yeah? We know some of those stories. All they did was complain when manna was falling from heaven. So exhausting. (laughs) Seeing those stories, I'm like, here we go again. Here we go. (laughs) Round and round, here we go. Verse 11, so the ark of the Lord circled the city going around it once, and then it came into camp and lodged in the camp. So Joshua rose up early in the morning, the priest took the ark of the Lord, and the seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew with the trumpets. And the armed men went before them, but the rear guard came after the Lord while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. The second day they marched around the city once, returned to the camp. So they did six days. But it came to pass that on the seventh day they rose early about the dawning of the day and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. And on That day, they marched around the city seven times. And the seventh time it happened, the priests blew the trumpets that Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you this city. And now the city shall be doomed by the Lord's destruction. And all of you who are in it, only Rahab the harlot shall live. And if we skip down to verse 20, And so the people shouted, And when the priests blew the trumpets, it happened, and they heard that sound, and the people shouted with a great shout. Another translation says, like a battle cry. The walls fell down flat, and the people went up into the city, every man straight before them, and they took the city. Praise God. You see, they were obedient to trust in God's specific instructions. This story says seven rams seven times, and it says seven priests going on the seventh time and six round, round and round and round. There was specific instructions that they had to obey. And one thing that verse 10 really points out to me is that there was a noise that the people couldn't make, and then there was a noise that they had to make. Two different types of noises, a silent one, that they had to obey by, and then a loud shout cry that they had to obey by. And they were obedient. Because naturally, this type of battle doesn't make sense to do it. Jericho was a huge city. It had massive walls. You don't march around something like that. You find a focal point and you break it down. I've seen enough war movies to kind of get a concept. There's a weak spot somewhere. You, that's where you target, Yeah? But no, God said something completely otherwise. You're going to march. And then what's really interesting about this story is just the chapter before. You know what they had to do to these mighty men of valor, these soldiers? They got circumcised. Now, I don't have to medically explain to you what that means. I think we're all adults in here. But these men got circumcised knowing that they were about to go into battle. 
Now, whether that was the day of, 14 days before or after Passover, however that timeline falls, that would be an uncomfortable thing to do, to have to march, to have to go through. I would not want to do that. I would complain. They'd keep me at camp. We know Lainey's going to complain. She's going to ruin this for us. But the noise that they couldn't make ensured that they would win the battle. Why? Because that was God's instruction. And they had to trust in him. They came out of Egypt and they came out of that captivity and they started complaining and they started seeing how everyone was failing. It took them 40 years to get to where they were going. That's a long time. But they couldn't complain this time. They couldn't make that type of sound. That type of noise, God made sure that they wouldn't say a thing. And I bet their bodies ached. Their feet started to hurt from marching. And their pride must have been hurt as well. Just internally, they would have just been in turmoil. (laughs) But then there was the noise that they could make to make sure they got that victory. And their obedience to march, to follow those specific instructions, and to shout that victorious battle cry, to break down those walls of Jericho, and they saw the victory. You know, there are some things that we really do have to be careful about when we are making a type of noise. And when you are going through battles or when you're going through evil valleys that you may face. Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinks, so he is. Ladies, you know this well. This is a big scripture of our book. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. So we have to make sure we are guarding our mind. You also have to guard your words. Proverbs 18.21 says that death and life are in the power of the tongues, and those who love it will eat its fruit. This is a prime example for our life. We have to be careful with what we're thinking, with what we're putting into ourselves, our eyes, our ears, everything. Everything that comes out, you got to be careful with that as well. If you have to hold your tongue in certain situations, do it because you don't know what you're about to produce. You don't got to tell everyone your problems. You got to go to God. You got to seek after him in prayer and let the Holy Spirit guide you and get the word of God on the inside of you so that you can have an understanding and you can cancel out that opposing noise. You can cancel out those evil thoughts that try to distract you because we have to start speaking faith, church, so that evil doesn't try to make its home within yourself. And then you have to really start fixing up some things on the inside of you. This will take focus. Everyone say focus. John 10, 27 through 28 talks about how we should follow Jesus' voice. Because he is our shepherd. This is a great chapter for you to study and read because it is a part of our vision statement of this church. And it talks about, in verse 27, the sheep that are my own hear my voice and listen to me. I know them and they follow me. And I give them eternal life. And they will never ever by any means perish, and no one will ever snatch them out of my hand. Two words really come up to me in these two verses. It's to hear 
and to follow. To hear means to be endowed with the ability of hearing, to not be deaf. Can everyone hear me this morning? You have that ability to hear, to understand, to perceive the sense of what is said, to hear something, to perceive by the ear what is announced in one's presence, to get by hearing, to learn a thing, to come to one's ear, to comprehend and to understand. To follow means to follow who proceeds to join him as his attendant, to accompany him, to side with his party. I like those two definitions and how we apply it to ourselves when we are going through a battle moment, when we have to have our shepherd with us, we can hear his voice, but how do we do that? We have to know his word. We have to be familiar with it. We have to meditate on it day in and day out, constantly getting that confidence of knowing of who you are in Christ and who you are whenever you're faced with a battle, whenever you're faced with evil surroundings. When you have to go through that valley and walk through it, you have to be able to focus on what you've been listening to. If you've been listening to the word of God and you've been getting it in your head, nothing else should be able to get in. Because you trust confidently in the word of God. It takes practice. It's going to take every single day to practice and humble yourself unto God's word, unto his lordship, and under his leadership. It's going to take practice. And you might not go through the same season in a couple months. You might not go through the same situation maybe next year. You might have something different that you got to face. How are you going to face it? Are you going to try to do the same thing naturally that you do every single time, thinking that that works for you and you see success? Or are you going to do something a little different? Oh, mighty men of valor taking on Jericho. Are you going to walk around and be consistent with God's obedience and those instructions to be obedient? The opposite of focus is to be dim, blur, neglect, ignore, separate, disorganized, disarranged, and divided. That's what it means to not be focused. That's the complete opposite of what we're trying to understand today. And I like what Isaiah 50 verse 7 says. It says, because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know I will not be put to shame. A flint is like a very hard rock. It's used figuratively within the Bible to express hardness as a firmness of a horse's foot, the toughness of an impossible task. And Isaiah was describing this as perseverance through an excruciating task. We have to set our face like a flint. When going through persevering things, when we have to persevere through things, set your face on his word. Don't let anything else come in your way. You should have your noise-canceling headphones on 
and setting your face like a flint in the word of God saying, yes, I know I trust you in the steadfast love. I know that you're with me. I know you lead and guide me. That is all you're doing. You are not focused on anything else but the word of God until you have breakthrough, until you see the promise of God, until you know that you know that you know that you are victorious and you see it come to fruition. Amen. Amen. If you're tired of this noise from the world constantly entrapping you and you're ready to cancel out that noise, guess what? You have to speak the word of God. Nowhere in the Bible does it say to just keep it to yourself and in your mind. Sometimes we have those internal thoughts, and it's all right to just meditate on it, you know, quietly. Like, I'm thinking on something, but you don't know what I'm thinking because it's in my head. You actually have to speak it out. Because you have a mighty sound on the inside of you that can move mountains. Mark eleven twenty three through 24 says... For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. Everyone say believes. Believe. Say I believe. I believe. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. So what noise should we be making today, church? What should it sound like? It should sound like the word of God. Because it's not going to sound the same as what's going on in this world. You're not going to sound the same. What may work for one person naturally isn't what you should be doing spiritually because you're a child of God. You're not normal. You're a peculiar people. You look funny. You have a light on the inside of you that is attractive. Moses, was when he was in the presence of God, he came down from that mountain, and what was his face doing? It was glowing. People couldn't even look at him. They had to cover him up. They're like, whoa. You look different, people. You're meant to. You are a child of the Most High God. And you should sound different, you should look different, you should act different, because the word of God is on the inside of you. So the noise we should be making sounds a little bit like this. Psalms 98.4, I will make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I will break forth into joyous songs, singing praises. I know that Psalms 101 says, a psalm's for giving thanks, and I make a joyful noise to the Lord of all of the earth. I know that Colossians 1, chapter 13 through 14 says, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and has conveyed us into the kingdom of his son, his his love in whom we have redemption through his blood. I know that I am redeemed. I am confident in this, this assurance that I know. I walk through this valley because I am confident in what I am reading. I know that Psalms 95.1 says, come on church, let us sing unto the Lord and make a joyful noise for the rock of our salvation. This is what a mighty sound sounds like. This is your battle cry, church, when you are walking through circumstances and situations that just aren't that great. You should know that John 14, 27 says, the peace I leave with you, the peace I give you is not of this world, gives, do I, 
But let your heart not be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You should be shouting to that mountain, I know that I have the peace of God that passes all understanding. This is my promise. This is the word of God that gets on the inside of you, and that is your cry. Philippians 4, 12 through 13 says, I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned to both be full and hungry, both abound and to suffer in need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That is your cry. That is the faith-filled sound that you make. You don't make a natural sound. Oh, I think I can do this. I think I can. No, you should know you can. You should know in your knower, as Jake's mom says. I know in my knower that I am healed in my body. I know that I know that I am full of faith. I know that I know that I will prosper in all things. I know that I know that Deuteronomy 31, 8 says, as, And the Lord, he is the one who goes before me. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. So do not fear or be dismayed. Guess what? I know that God's going to be with me. I know that he is for me. I know he's all around me. So why do I fear? You got to speak to that evil. You got to speak to those things that you're coming against and say, no, not today, Satan. I am an overcomer. I know that God is for me and not against me. I know that I am full of faith and I cancel out that opposing noise that tries to shake me up. I can take my sword. If you have your Bible, raise it up this morning. I take my sword with confidence, knowing that God is for me. He's for you, church, today. You have to use the word, though. You have to be sure and confident in how you use it as well. I know this was a bit short and sweet, but I know that God is ready for a mighty sound to come out of you. I know that he is for you. And I know that when you face circumstances and situations that he will lead and guide you, but you have to fix that focus on his word. You gotta cancel out that noise, church. And you gotta say, I know what God's word says. I've told the ladies multiple times, if you don't know how to fix a problem, write it down. Find a scripture, and you mark it down, and you, and you pray over it. You say, this is how I'm going to defeat this. I know this scripture gives me this and this. That's your promise that God has spoken to you. Use it. Don't just keep it in your head. Speak it out. The Israelites had to make a, a mighty battle cry, and I'm sure they were ready for it. <laughs> after not being able to speak for a while, church. So I want to encourage you today. Stand up on your feet. I'm done. I want to encourage you this morning. Use the word of God. Use it for your benefit because it builds you up. It helps you. God helps you. His word is for each and every single one of you. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.